Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Foster from Look What She Built Podcast. And today, it's me. I don't have a guest. I wanted to just slow down for a moment and talk to you about a tool that I've used for years. And I've talked about it a few times on the podcast, but I call it my secret decoder glasses. Do you remember? I think it was the 80s or the 90s where they had those sheets. They were like red squiggly lines all over it. And when you put on the secret decoder glasses, the red kind of like uh, 3D glasses, but they were just red. You could look at the sheet of paper and magically uh, you could see shapes like a giraffe or a hippopotamus. And as a kid, it was really exciting. So today as an adult, um, it's kind of fun to, to imagine and bring play into learning about things. And today we're going to learn about something called DISC. Again, I've talked about this before, but it really is one of those tools, those secret decoder glasses that really makes sense of the world and helps you have more effective communication. If you're looking to build a million dollar business, or maybe you're a leader in a multi-million dollar business and you want to have an edge, you want to really make a difference in how you communicate and be a powerful, bold leader. DISC is a requirement. Um, it, it ties into emotional intelligence, just a really fantastic tool. So instead of me talking about it, um, let me throw some statistics out here um, for my C-styles in the room and, and many others. So Wiley uh, Workplace Intelligence Annual Report for 2023 came out. And one of the major findings they found was that 51% of employees say that there is effective communication in the workplace. Okay, 51%. You're saying not bad. But is it? That means half of us are not having effective communication in the workplace. That's, it might be a little bit of a problem. Well, what does that affect? So let's think about this. Okay, if I'm not communicating effectively, effectively with my employees, my coworkers, that means that's going to impact engagement. Um, the great resignation, which we've all heard about, people leaving jobs. They're like just not putting up with it anymore. Um, morale, that can affect morale, people not feeling seen and heard, especially those I styles and productivity. If people are focused on their last conversation that didn't go well, guess what? We're humans. They're going to be those emotions are going to be bubbling at the top and they're not going to get the work done. Okay. They're going to be thinking about that last conversation that didn't go well, and they're not going to be focused on productivity or they don't trust people. They don't feel safe in the workplace with toxic masculinity. There's toxic uh, uh, feminine leaders also. Um, and so those are all things to consider. So they, they really do, in, in fact, and they impact your bottom line for sure. So let's, I want you to just imagine something with me. So this is like a, a fun thing. If you're driving, don't, please don't close your eyes. Super, don't close your eyes. Um, but I want you to imagine yourself at an airport. 
Okay, hopefully that didn't give too many people anxiety. But imagine yourself at the gate. Okay, you're at the gate. You're there on time. Um, and they're about ready to board. Now, I'm the type of person that likes to get the airport 30 minutes to an hour to just get something to drink, grab my book, or put my headphones on and just chill. Other people like to get their last minute. Um, pretend you're at the gate before they call the names. <laughs> okay. So, so you're at the gate and you're sitting, you're waiting. You're like, oh, I'm so excited. Think about someplace you want to go that's so exciting. Um, let's just choose Florida because that's a fun. A lot of people like to go to Florida, Orlando, if they're taking their kids to Disney World or, or excuse me, Disneyland or whatever the case. So you're sitting, waiting, getting ready. We're about ready to get on the plane. You've got all your stuff ready to go. And you hear over the speaker, beep. Uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, everyone on flight 236 to Orlando, we are canceling this flight due to mechanical issues. Uh, we apologize for the inconvenience. Please see your gate agent to get rebooked on a uh, uh, another flight instantly. What does that feel like? Oh my gosh, so many feelings could be coming up for you. You feel them rushing through your body of maybe it's disappointment, it's anger, whatever the case. But I want you to take a moment and I want you to notice some of the other passengers and how they respond. And when I talk about these other passengers that we're going to just quietly observe, you're going to find maybe identifying with one of these passengers. And we're going to talk about four of them. And they are the four different main types of disc. So hang with me here. So you'll see yourself in some of these. You'll also maybe recognize some other people that you know that would do these, have these types of behaviors. But I want us to come with curiosity. So curiosity, who are these people? So let's start with passenger number one. So passenger number one is a gentleman in a gray, very smart suit. He goes racing up to the gate agent, the first one there. He's got his hand in the air. He slams it down on the on the table, on the counter, and yells, this is ridiculous. I've got to get to a deal and close it. And, and you've canceled now? You have to get me on the next flight immediately. And everyone here, you know what? You right there, you're demoted. I want to talk to someone above you. I want to talk to the highest person here. And he is just causing a complete scene. I think of like the Kool-Aid man breaking through, you know, he uh, broke through like a brick wall. He was a lot happier and had like some, you know, a fun Kool-Aid drink, sugary drink right from the 80s and the 90s. But um, this is not a happy person breaking through a wall. He is angry to the 10th degree. Okay. He wants control and he wants it now. So that's passenger number one. Let's go to passenger and think about what style that is. Then we go to passenger number two. She also moves quickly with her group of friends up to the gate agent, but she is laughing with her friends. She's telling jokes. She is saying, you know what, everyone? You know why this is so awesome that this flight got canceled? And everyone's in their mind like, why is this a good thing? She's like, we can spend more time together. You know what? Uh, I saw this restaurant on the way here and we could grab drinks and get something to eat before our next flight. And we're going to get another flight and it's going to be amazing. And she's just complete optimism, excitement, enthusiasm. Okay. So that's our second passenger. Very different from the first passenger. Let's go to the third passenger. The third passenger is a woman. 
She's sitting with one or two other friends. She's still sitting down. She has not gone up to the gate agent. And you could see in her face that she's kind of processing the information that just happened. She calmly looks around to her other friends and you almost see like a light bulb moment. And she's like, oh, um, would you like my granola bar? She says to her friend. Uh, in fact, would you like some water? Uh, and says to the other friend, you can have my granola bar. I, I don't need it. I, I want to make sure everyone has enough food and is comfortable because we could be at the airport for a while. And so I just want to make sure, to, are you feeling okay about this? It, it, do you want some more food? I, I could go get some more food for you. So she's really checking in with everyone else and kind of processing the moment, taking a beat. So that's our passenger number three. Our last passenger is a gentleman. He did not run up to the gate agent. He's by himself. You see him standing outside by the gate and he's on his phone. He's quickly typing, some, typing something in and he's got his bag, his roller bag right next to him. You see that he slightly lights up and then you realize that he has booked a flight and he takes his roller bag and rolls away calmly to the next gate. He did it quickly on his own and um, he's on his way very efficiently to the next gate. So right now you're thinking, wow, I really identify with maybe passenger one or three or two or four. I want you to think about that for just a moment. And I want you to think about each of these people. How interesting. Why is it that, the, that humans respond in such a different way to a similar situation? And I want to talk about something called psychological needs. So psychological needs strikingly drive a lot of our behaviors. And it's something to consider because there's a healthy behavior we could choose sometimes, but sometimes our psychological needs win out, right? And for example, our first passenger, let's talk about the Kool-Aid man here who came running up, demanded that he get on another flight, wanted to demote everyone there. So let's talk about that D style. Because that's if you wrote down D style, good job. You're doing a great job. So D style is dominant in disc. Again, there's four styles: direct, assertive, forceful, um, outspoken, makes decisions fast, very focused on task as opposed to people. Here's his three big psychological needs: control and influence. I'm gonna control the situation and I wanna influence what's happening. Probably felt out of control when they canceled that flight. He needed to close a deal in Orlando and now he can't. Making progress, that's number two. If he's not making progress, he's gonna feel restless. Um, he's not making progress closing this deal, that's very frustrating. And number three, he wants to avoid weakness. So him wanting to demote people, <laughs> be in charge inappropriately, that psychological need one over a healthy behavior, okay? So that's our D style, that's our passenger number one. Let's talk about passenger number two. So that passenger number two, she was the one telling jokes. She did quickly move up to the gate agent with all of her friends. Um, and so what style would she be? So her style, if you wrote down I for influence, you are correct. That style is social, very high energy, enthusiastic. If you notice, she was with a group of people. She wasn't alone. She was, a uh, uh, connection is the number one psychological need for this style. The second one is novelty and play. Do you notice I shared that she was telling jokes? She was trying to get everyone, you know, feeling 
excited and, and optimistic. And three, she wants to be seen and heard. That's another big psychological need for that eye style. So she wanted to tell jokes, be in the limelight and get people laughing and also help them be optimistic about um, this current situation. So if you wrote down eye style for passenger number two, good job, way to go. The third passenger, if you wrote down this, this was the lady who was sitting quietly with just a few friends. Notice again, she's with people and she was processing, okay, about what happened. And then she started to make sure everyone else was comfortable, gave them granola bars, water, offered to get food for them. So if you wrote down the S style for steadiness, they're accommodating, patient, and more gentle, then you were correct. One of the main psychological needs of this S style is harmony, that everyone, that the relationships are in harmony. The second one is to make people happy. She really wants to make sure that everyone around her is happy and everything is fair. And three is acceptance and belonging. This is a, important to all styles, but really with this S style, that acceptance and belonging in the group is so important to the point where she says, hey, listen, I'll just run and get you something to eat uh, because she, that is so that psychological need is driving that behavior um, a great deal. And our last one, we only have one letter left. Yes, it is the letter C, uh, conscientiousness. This is the gentleman who was by himself and he found a flight on his phone. Uh, he didn't need to talk to a gate agent. He was very efficient, accurate, to the point. And then he calmly left with his roller bag and went to the other gate. So those C styles are analytical. They're reserved. They're very precise, uh, more introverted. Um, they Their number one psychological need is to get things right. So I'd rather do it, you know, take the time to measure twice and cut once type of concept really getting things right is important. The second psychological need is autonomy. They don't need anyone else. I mean, they we all need other people, let's be clear, but they're okay with working independently on their own. He was on his phone. He figured out what he needs to do. And the third psychological need for the C style is to avoid blame. We don't, he doesn't, uh, sometimes C styles, they'll kind of sit back and observe what's happening in a situation. They don't want to jump ahead and, and jump to conclusions. They really want to see what happens. They're trying to avoid someone blaming them for something. So those are our four passengers. Those are our four styles. And when we're thinking about communication, keeping in mind these psychological needs of each of these styles. So when you're in a conversation with them, um, you know, there's a choice that you need to make that all humans need to make is, Am I going to have a behavior here that that caters to one of my psychological needs? And some of it, rightly so. Um, and it's okay to get angry sometimes. It's okay to tell someone no. Um, it's okay to work on your own instead of in a group. So sometimes we need to do that psychological need, but it's kind of a tug of war. Okay, this is my psychological need, but this is the healthy behavior. You know, like the gentleman who went up and yelled and demanded that he be put on another flight. The healthy behavior we all know, or, uh, or some of us may know, is to go up to that counter and you get more bees with honey. Let's be real here. Is to regulate our emotion and go up very kindly <clears throat> and but assertively and ask for help. Because those people, let me tell you, they're in control. Um it's it's important to move forward and have emotional regulation and emotional intelligence in that situation. It benefits everyone. So I want you to think about this. When we're talking about DISC, when we're talking about communication, we're talking about you being a more effective 
bold leader in your business. It's about being intentional with your behavior. And how do we do that? I will tell you this, one of the most powerful things, if you don't remember anything else today from this, uh, besides the Kool-Aid man and, and him yelling at someone, is the power of the pause. Something happens. They cancel your flight. Take a moment. Think about what's happening. Recognize your psychological need that's popping up for you and take a moment and then be intentional about your behavior. Regulate that emotion. Easier said than done. I recognize that. But this is such a great tool. Again, this is just a quick moment for you. And this is, I want to say this, um, you can learn this. This is not something we're born with that we know, you know, and I, and it's, it's something to consider. Some people think they have a fixed mindset. This is who I am. I can never learn. Um, this podcast is not for that person who I'm talking to are people who have a growth mindset. Um, if you look up fixed mindset and growth mindset, um, you'll see lots of information. There's a really great book out there about it. This is for people who have a growth mindset and anyone can have this. In fact, here's a little trick. If you don't feel like you have a growth mindset, go do some things that you've never done before that are bold and you don't have to jump off a, you know, a bungee cord or do anything like that. I mean, if you want to, cool, but maybe do something different. Maybe even open the refrigerator with your non-dominant hand uh, or brush your teeth. This is a signal we're doing things differently to your brain and be, you're more open to different ideas. So again, we want that because you can learn this. And I know you can learn this. This, I've done this for 20 years when I've taught this in my 20s. And it has radically changed my relationships, uh, my connections. And um, it has really benefited my life and the businesses that I've grown. So again, today, thank you for listening. I, I appreciate you so much. Um, you now have your secret decoder glasses um, this is, again, is a skill that you can use in your life in so many different places. I'm just so honored that you're here today. I appreciate you and go out there um, and be amazing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.